Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 175. I present to you another episode all about asking us anything. You guys loved our last episode all about marriage. And so this time we thought we would answer your biggest pregnancy questions. Many of you have walked with us through our miscarriage journey. I've shared a lot of that on this show, and we want to invite you into this new stage and season. We are fully covering all of the nitty gritty details of your questions. So if you're wondering how we found out we were pregnant, the journey of fertility, or if we're finding out the gender, then this episode is all for you. This episode is totally unscripted, uninhibited, and truly shows what life is like behind the scenes. And as always, the questions for this episode came straight out of our Facebook group and our Instagram, and they always make our day. So cheers to you, my gold diggers. Thank you for embarking on this crazy journey with us. And before we dive on in, I want to share our review of the week. Meg Hyde said, is five stars even enough? But seriously, it's like she's in my head and answering questions I haven't even said out loud. The real life experiences and applicable situations definitely speak to me and help me think more strategically about my day to day and where I want to go with my career. I can say that I'm extremely thankful to have stumbled upon this podcast. Listening to this regularly has definitely opened my mind and my eyes to what's possible for me and so many of my friends who needed to hear this type of content too. Thank you so much, Meg. And guys, if you like hearing from Drew, you should make sure to encourage him because it's a lot for me to ask him to come on this show. And I'm just so excited. You guys are curious enough about our lives so that we have these episodes to look back on for years to come. So without further ado, ask us anything about our pregnancy. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. 
This episode of the Gold Digger podcast is brought to you by my favorite all-natural skincare, Primally Pure. I started using Primally Pure skincare and natural deodorant a year ago when my fertility doctor challenged me to clean up the products I used, and I am hooked. Head to jennacutcher.com slash primallypure to check out my five favorite products and save yourself 10%. That's jennacutcher.com slash P-R-I-M-A-L-L-Y-P-U-R-E. Enjoy, Gold Diggers. All right, here we go. We're already giggling. So, <laughs> welcome to another episode. All right. We have the first question here is from Kendra Swalls. She's asking, I'm dying to know the story of how you found out and what Drew's reaction was. Okay. So, this is hilarious. So, we were in the process of moving and we moved in to our new house. And I knew that I could probably take a pregnancy test right around that time, but I kind of wanted to wait until we were in the house so that I wasn't super in my head. And so if any of you have ever tried to get pregnant, you know the difference between really nice pregnancy tests and really crappy ones. And so I had a bunch of really crappy ones from Amazon and I had one nice test and I had saved it. And so I was so excited that night I went to bed. I was like, all right, I'm going to use the nice test. And so I couldn't sleep. I was kind of like awake a lot. And finally at like four in the morning, I was like, screw it. I'm going to go take the test. And so I didn't want to wake Drew up because I didn't want him to know what I was doing. And so I go to the bathroom and I pee on the test and it kind of shows that it's like loading and it's about to tell me either pregnant or not pregnant. And then it goes entirely blank. And I was so mad. I'm like, I just wasted an $8 test and I don't even know if I'm pregnant or not. So then glamorous as I always am, I grab one of my really cheap Amazon tests and I squeeze out a little more pee into a hairspray cap because what the heck are you supposed to pee into anyways? And I dip the little strip into the pee. This is so like TMI. I'm getting graphic here. <laughs> Sorry. I dip the strip in and it only shows one line. And I'm like so bummed out because two lines means you're pregnant. One line means you're not. And so I just go back to bed and I'm kind of sad because I'm like, shoot, like another month. We're not pregnant. This stinks. I don't tell Drew any of this. And so I wake up the next morning and I go to the bathroom and out of the corner of my eye, I see that little strip and I look really close and it looks like there's a really faint second line. So then do you remember I came to bed and showed it to you? And what did you think? I mean, it was hard to tell. It was just like, yeah, but no, (laughs) it it was hard. Who knows? Dudes are so different than girls because girls are like, oh my gosh, I think there's like the faintest (laughs) line ever. It's got to be. It's got to be. And he's like, I don't know. I mean, I kind of see it and so I was like we need to go to Target right now and Drew who loves to unpack everything the moment it lands in our house did not want to go to Target you're kind of annoyed like you were like do we really need to go right now and I was like yes I don't think I was annoyed I think it might have been raining and I didn't want to get the car dirty oh okay (laughs) oh CD and so we go to Target and we get Starbucks because that's what you do when you go to Target and we each had our own shopping cart because we had so many things we needed to buy for the house and so I buy the pregnancy test and if anyone's ever had Starbucks you know that it makes you need to go number poop time two (laughs) and so we're about to check out and I'm like 
babe, we got to get home now. Like, we got to go home. I'm not going to take a pregnancy test inside of Target. And I sure as heck do not want to go number two in Target. And so we rush home and I have the pregnancy test in my pocket. And on the first floor of our house, there are two bathrooms that are kind of nearby. And so I pee on the test and Drew's in the other bathroom. And we're both doing what Starbucks made us do. And I get up. And I'm waiting for the test and it feels like forever and it's blinking and it's blinking and it's blinking and it's blinking and then it says pregnant and I scream and I go, oh my God, we're pregnant. And you want to know what Drew said? In the background, I'm doing my business. What did I say? Hold on. I'm taking a dump. <laughs> and the coolest <laughs> thing is, is she's recording the whole thing. So I had no idea. I'm yelling out. I'm taking a dump in the background. Yeah. It that, was that was our glamorous story. It was of, really glamorous and totally Instagram worthy. And if we could splice the audio in from that video, we should try because it's really funny. And <laughs> that's how we found out we were pregnant. So we did end up telling our families right away. And it was really exciting because it was right around Easter. And so we got to kind of share the news with our family. And after our miscarriages, we just decided we didn't want to wait and, you know, wait for that dumb 12 week rule because a life is a life. And we were just really excited. We wanted people to kind of know that they could be supporting us through that. So Marie Cruz says, I want to know how you're feeling overall being pregnant after a struggle. I know that my miscarriages were tough and my pregnancy has been an amazing blessing, even being sick as a dog. Oh, so this one it's is been hard. Awful. You've been horribly sick. You've been yeah. bedridden, basically. <laughs> And the moment that you wake up and you're not on your laptop working or doing something productive for work and you're not doing that, it's like, wait a minute, who are you and where did Jenna go? Oh, it's been crazy. It's been really hard. And I think probably the hardest thing was is that we realized how blessed we were and we were so thankful. And I remember after our miscarriages, I remember seeing people complain about being sick and I would be like, I would give anything to be sick if it meant that I could be pregnant. But nobody ever prepared me for how hard it can be. And I was sick, not just till 12 weeks, but till 17 weeks, I was still throwing up. And so I had a ton of trips during this time. So I was throwing up on airplanes, throwing up in cabs. Like I was texting Drew from hotel rooms saying like, I cannot even get out of bed to get food right now. And I'm so sick. And like, he felt entirely helpless. And I mean, this is literally days after we moved. So Drew legitimately carried the weight of pretty much everything for months. And I'm not a very good interior designer. So. <laughs> So our house is is still not decorated, but hey, you know, it has been such a blessing, but I just don't think anyone prepared me. And another thing that I was not prepared for is I was on extra progesterone. And I believe that one of the big side effects is depression. And I've never experienced any sort of mental health issues like that. And um, I legitimately felt depressed for so many reasons. It was so confusing because I was so thankful, but I was also so worried that we were going to lose the baby. I mean, every day was like this up and down roller coaster where I was like, I'm pregnant. Is there a baby in here? I wrote a lot of letters to the baby during that time. And I have one that was like, are you even there? Like, is this actually going to happen? Because I don't want to get my hopes up again. And so I was just super sick. And I honestly think acupuncture helped a lot. And when we went to Hawaii, I did some acupuncture. And I feel like that was when I really rounded the corner and started feeling more like myself. I think we're going to look back at this and just 
they always say once you have the baby and you fall in love with the baby and everything that you forget you about forget it. You forget about the fact that you were sick and I hopefully that happens because oh. you were like on your deathbed for a while. So I'm sure we'll look back and say, yeah, I was sick, but it wasn't as you know bad as it seems now. Uh, so i think there were probably like 80 times where i was like i'm never having another baby yeah you kept saying that it was awful so It'll if any of it. you be worth it. are struggling out there uh vitamin b6 and unisom and ginger ginger pills, pills. yep <laughs> okay so michelle asked were you excited to announce or not what were the emotions like what was your I mean, you didn't care as much as I did. And you were super pumped to, to share about it. Because I felt like I was living a double life. Like, I felt like we couldn't post about it on social media. And yet I wasn't even able to work because I was so sick. And so I was like, people probably know. I hate keeping secrets from my followers. But we were also so strategic in how we shared because we knew that so much of our audience had followed us through that really hard journey of miscarriage and loss. And so we didn't want our news to hurt anyone. And so that was why we decided to make a video and to really explain explain our entire story so that people wouldn't just see that one picture with the happy ultrasound and think that it was just an easy road. And let me be honest and say, I didn't even want to post an ultrasound photo because up until that point, ultrasounds had been such a hard thing for us. I mean, Drew fainted in an ultrasound. And so ultrasounds were never exciting. They were always terrifying for us. And so I just loved that picture of us and it really shared our joy. But it was really hard on me just because I knew that that news could potentially hurt other people. And while the world was excited to celebrate with us, I just knew how hard it could be to see someone else get what you've been praying for. I bet it was hard to hide your huge boobs, though. I know, you guys. <laughs> They're <mass> monsters. <laughs> uh, funny story, when I went in to do my Aerie shoot with them to announce that I'm the new Aerie Real Role Model, I was 12 weeks pregnant. And prior to pregnancy, my bra size was like a 36C, probably, and like a light C. And so I get to this shoot, and they had this entire rack of clothes pulled for me. And I wasn't really showing yet. I mean, a little tiny, tiny bit. And I tried on a bra and my boobs were up to my chin. <laughs> and so I text Drew and I'm like, babe, I am a 38 double D. And <laughs> my boobs are huge. And so it was really hard too, because brands like were requesting me to be posting photos in their outfits. And like my body was just changing. It felt really weird. I felt like not like myself. And so it was just like an awkward season. <laughs> Katie Gaines says, my biggest question is, how do you think your business life will pivot when baby arrives? And how are you planning and preparing in advance to help that transition be smoother? This is really something I didn't think about when I had my firstborn and I wish I had. So what is your plan first, babe? Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to and we're planning on having me be kind of a the stay at home daddy role and you know, managing their bookings on our condos in Hawaii and running my online business from home. But you know, being the guy that's going to be changing diapers and getting up in the middle of the night and, you know, doing the main day-to-day -day stuff while Jenna crushes it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we're really excited. I'm, I'm super pumped to <laughs> have one of those things where you strap them on. Baby Bjorn. Yeah. And you walk around with them dangling and you just got your phone in one hand and ice cream cone in the other hand. You don't even really eat ice cream cones that much. Um, I'm just drawing an image. I like it. 
I like I'm like picturing the movie The Hangover. But we are honestly like so excited about this. And truth be told, I feel like the last two and a half years, our lives have kind of been put in pause in terms of what Drew's job is. Because when we first found out we we're pregnant two and a half years ago, this was already the discussion. And so I feel like he's almost been keeping himself busy until this big role happens. And so I'm so excited about that. My plan is to take three full months off of work and we're going to work way far ahead. So the podcast will still be coming out. The content's still coming out and I have such an incredible team, but I really want to give myself that space and time for a true maternity leave. And then I just want to make next year as light as possible. Because I don't know, like, I always thought I'd be itching to get back to work. And now I'm just so excited that I'm like, what if I don't want to work 40 hours a week, I want to make sure that my business can support whatever it is that feels right. And that I'm going to trust that I'm going to know what's best for us in the business when the time comes. Maya K says, I know you've already done podcasts on miscarriage, but this has less to do with being a mom. But can you explain what you did to get to where you are now? How did you increase your fertility? I have a very similar story. And so I'm curious. So I have been a little bit hesitant to give advice because there are just so many reasons that infertility happens and so many causes for miscarriage and everyone looks different. But after our second loss, I hired a naturopathic fertility doctor, Dr. Lowe, and she really helped just do all the tests. So there are a ton of different things. There's MTFHR, which is a mutation in your genes, which we did not have. Um, And we did tests for like chromosomal abnormalities, which we did not have. And so I think the five big contributors of this being a successful pregnancy were going gluten-free, which I have been fully gluten-free for a year now. I have not cheated on it. I have not intentionally ate gluten. Like I have really stuck to it since the day I found out that my body did not like gluten changing my workout patterns and really just like learning what honoring my body looks like when it comes to working out. So I kind of cut back on super intense workouts, started bringing in more yoga, going on more walks, progesterone. For me, I think progesterone truly helps sustain our pregnancy. Your body, when it first becomes pregnant, creates a lot of progesterone. And so I had a prescription for progesterone. And let me tell you, it was not fun, but it helped me to think I'm doing everything I can for my baby. Switching to all natural products, just knowing what sort of products are going on my skin, what is going into my body and looking at that from a more holistic standpoint. And then also just, I think, a ton of self-work. Like I had to allow myself to fully grieve our losses and to fully like understand that God had a plan even in the midst of all of that really hardness. And so I think that, you know, there's so many contributing factors. We did acupuncture. I used essential oils. Like there are all these things, but I don't think just one of those things could be to blame for this successful pregnancy. And and it does make me nervous moving ahead because it's like, did we crack the code? You know, am I fixed? Or like, are we going to have to walk this road again in the future? All right. Zavana asked, she said, I recall in a podcast that Drew was likely to stay at home. Is that still your plan? So we kind of already answered that. But I mean, what do you imagine your day is going to look like? Getting up, you know, going to the gym, I think first thing and getting that out of the way and letting you have some baby time and then 
the rest of the day, just kind of play it by ear, playing whatever the baby needs and being there for him, him or her. Yeah, we'll tell you more about that. <laughs> yeah, and just kind of being the daddy, I guess. Stay-at-home daddy role. Yeah, I feel like so many people are like, oh, you're never fully prepared. But And I get that. I totally get that. But I also think that the last two and a half years have made us be as prepared as we possibly can. Our lifestyles really support like being able to be present. You know, we both work from home so we can kind of do things as a family or hand, hand the baby off to each other. We don't have to set alarms in the morning. So if we're up in the middle of the night, of course, it's still going to stink. But guess what? Like we don't have to report to work at 7 a.m. So we're really excited. Our needy dogs, I believe, are really uh, <laughs> helping us out. We have uh, one dog that requires used to require diapers. <laughs> Yeah, so we're trained. So we're on the road. We're, we're on the road we're to, ready. to baby, <laughs> baby needs. Uh, Laura Elise Creates says, I was wondering how you went through the first few weeks before reaching the stage where you still had had your two losses. Did you have fears of loss after you passed the 12-week mark? So I think that this is something that's so different for men and women. And I think that Drew did such a good job of being optimistic, but like it was honestly crippling. Like, I don't think anyone could have prepared me for the anxiety of losing another baby, especially because the last two we had carried till 10 weeks. So that's pretty far into the game. And so I think that I had a really hard time and am honestly still struggling in connecting to this pregnancy. Now that I can feel the baby kicking and stuff, it like, it actually feels more real. But until that point, it just felt like this foreign thing. And like, we did not say the word nursery and we did not talk about plans and we did not make plans or talk about names or gender or anything because it was like protecting ourselves from that loss. And so I think that the morning sickness, which let's be honest, is all day. So whoever named it morning sickness is a liar, coupled with the past grief. It was just, uh, I mean, it was just a really, really, really hard season. And when we went in for our first ultrasound, which was at eight weeks, we saw the heartbeat. It still was like we wanted to make sure that we had confirmation. So then at our 12 week, we asked for another ultrasound to make sure. And then I was hospitalized at 13 weeks because I was so sick I couldn't keep fluids down. And we got another ultrasound. So we've seen baby a lot and it's been really exciting. The last time we saw it, what was it doing? Fist pumping. It was fist pumping and flexing the muscles. It was awesome. What are you, are you excited about next week's 3D? Yeah, we get our 3D ultrasound. I'm so for that. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to be so crazy. Keely Massey Photo says, do you plan on having a birth photographer? You would like to have one, wouldn't you? Yeah, I've always wanted one. I've been fortunate enough to photograph births, and I can tell you that they, that wedding photography is nothing on birth photography. Like seeing a baby brought into the world is the coolest thing that video uh, you made for Colin and Meg is awesome. It's yeah. like showing the father's emotions yeah. and the, the like the first moment you see your child. I think it's really cool. I know. And I don't want either of us to feel like we have to take pictures. And so what's one more person in the room? And I'm really obviously pretty open about my body since I show up online in my bra and underwear. I'm just hoping I'm standing at that point. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain a little bit about that? All right. I am. I've been a, a, Crazy cat of blood and cuts and shots and everything since I was a little kid. And the hospital smells and the the sights just freak me out walking in there. So 
the fact of being there while a birth is going on. <laughs> Hopefully, I overcome, you know, I can get over it and, and be able to <laughs> be upright. But I'm a wimp when it comes to this stuff, man. Oh, I know. I'm kind of nervous about it. And people like I need people... To, I need to like take a shot of whiskey or something before I oh, walk in God. there. Or something. <laughs> people try to make us feel better. And they're like, oh, that's how my husband is. But he was totally fine. And I'm like, you don't understand. Drew faints when he sees a needle for a shot like I'll just stay behind the curtain and stay close there's to not a face. curtain i just stay behind something i'm gonna put up a curtain <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it work oh, i love medical stuff Ooh, i'll be fine <laughs> are, you, are you nervous no, just i'm you meditating okay uh <laughs> courtney grace dooley asks are you planning on breastfeeding and what does your birth plan look like so with both of those things. So I do hope to breastfeed. I pray that our baby and I connect and latching works and my milk comes in and all the things. But I have been told by so many people that breastfeeding is really, really hard. And so I am up for the fight. I'm really excited about it. I'm totally ready to do whatever I can to make that happen. And when it comes to a birth plan, it's kind of similar to breastfeeding. I want to go into this whole thing with no expectation. So my goal is to go in and trust in my instincts and to do the very best I can to keep myself healthy and the baby healthy. Of course, we're going to have amazing doctors. I hope to go all natural if I can, which is something I never thought I would say. But I think after our losses and everything, I've just learned like how strong I really am and how incredible our bodies are. And so I'm just kind of going to go in and say, I'm going to do the best I can and I'm going to trust in my instincts and I'm going to hope that I know as a mother what is the best thing for me and my babies. Did you know that your deodorant is likely filled with ingredients that can disrupt your hormones? From aluminum compounds to parabens, there are even ingredients that have been banned in Europe that are still in our products here in the US of A. When I started to look at what I was putting both on and in my body during our fertility struggles, I was shocked at the ingredient lists I was reading. That was when I made the switch to all natural skincare and deodorant and fell in love with Primally Pure. Primally Pure changed what I thought of all natural products and made the process of ditching my toxic products for nature made ones so easy. Nature truly can be smarter than science. To learn more about my five must have products, spoiler, you could buy them all for under $100 and save yourself 10% off of your purchase, head to jennacutcher.com slash Primally Pure. Again, save 10% off of your purchase just by heading to jennacutcher.com slash P-R-I. M-A-L-L-Y-P-U-R-E. Enjoy, gold diggers. Taking care of babies. This is for you. Will you find out the gender? No, we're not going <laughs> to do it. We're going to get surprised. We don't get a big pile of blue stuff or pink stuff. We're going to play it even. And like we, we keep saying how there isn't a whole lot of surprises in life anymore. So what better way to do it than um, find out the day of if they can keep it a secret for us. I know. I'm like kind of, I don't know. I keep having dreams that at our 21 week ultrasound, we're going in at 21 weeks, not 20, that like we're going to put the ultrasound on my belly and the baby's like parts are going to be right there. Like I just keep having this like (laughs) thought. I originally wanted to know the sex just because I'm a little more OCD, but we have a way of persuasion, don't you over here, Miss 
Miss Sales Lady. So, I mean, it'll be really cool to to get surprised. Though. I'm really excited. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't. I don't care. I know that's so weird to yeah, say. I, yeah. You, are you leaning towards girl, though? I think it's a girl. But then I just had a dream the other night that it was a boy. Ooh. And I was shocked. And I was kind of like, no, it's not. It's a girl. And so I... I don't know. I mean, they say a mother's intuition is usually right. But guess what? When you've never been through it this far, you really don't know. No clue. So we have to plan for both. We're going to have to come up. My goal is to have two girl names and two boy names. And then we'll decide when we see the baby. That's been a hard part, too, picking out names. The worst. You guys need to tell us the best names because... It is so hard. No, don't tell us. I don't have more options to, to no, I need, be confused about. I need options. We, I have, need a, we options. have a couple we're thinking of, but I nothing's know. concrete yet. It's hard. And I think it's so fun to like theoretically name a child. But like when you think that you need to like yell the name and cheer the name and say the name and cry the name. And, and yell like, the name when you're scolding them. Yeah. Right. right? I'll be yeah. doing a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> We're trying to crate train one of our dogs, the one that wears diapers, because in the middle of the night, he's super naughty and he sleeps in bed with us. And so I was like, babe, we got to like get going on this so that when the baby comes, he's used to sleeping in his crate. All right. Don't don't draw me out to be the uh, the pushover here. Oh, so tell tell everyone what happens when he goes into his crate at night. He cries. And what do you want to do? I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> Drew, like, can you, let let, him out yet? can you let him out yet? Can you let him out yet? Drew woke up at four in the morning last night and Tucker let out a little whimper. And he's like, can I please bring him into bed? And then he was a little crap. And so we had to put him back into his crate anyways. But you are such a softie. And I'm like, let him cry it out. He is safe. He is comfortable. He loves his crate. Let him sleep. So, you Drew. Gave, you gave me the go-ahead to go let him out, though. So don't put this all on me right now, miss. <laughs> okay. Purushu10 says, as for baby names, more traditional or modern original? Hmm. I know. I don't know. Traditional. Like, we don't want, like, crazy spellings or, like, anything super weird. Like, we don't want to have to, like, make our kid have a tagline where they're, like, Oh, it's spelt like blah, 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 or whatever. So I feel like we're more traditional, but we don't want super common, right? We have no idea. Actually, Don't don't lie to yourself. (laughs) At least things sound good with Kutcher. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Next one. We got one from Delaney Spade, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. With being pregnant now, do you notice any changes in your energy has this impacted your productivity and the way you work? What would you say for me? You are like a, you were a whole different person for a while. You were yeah. like, I don't want to do anything right now for weeks and weeks. Months. So, I mean, before recently you were a struggle, but I mean, you're back on the wagon now. It's just like we said before, the morning sickness thing is a monthly sickness for yeah. you everybody's different everybody tells us like oh, oh i was a little bit tired had a little bit of heartburn and oh. it's crazy to hear how much different it varies from person to person and the fact that you were taking progesterone definitely like made it way worse mm-hmm. i think i think and so you dreaded too. doing that but we knew it was what we had to do so yeah it definitely crushed your energy though <laughs> i mean the first four months So yeah, a long time. I felt like I was worthless. I like could not work. I felt like my brain was legitimate mush. And I had all these like appearances and photo shoots and 
speaking things and I would just like show up and be on and then I would come home and just die. And Drew was like, I feel like everyone else gets you when you have energy. And I'm like, it is not energy. Yeah, it's you like come home to me. You're like, human. all right, I'm going to sleep. I'm like, okay, I'll see you next week. Bye. I died. <laughs> it's like I knew I had to turn it on at certain times and it was just even more draining than normal. Remember how sick you were at Stevens Point graduation and you still just rocked it? You're a boss. <laughs> When we graduated college, I legitimately got food poisoning, literally food poisoning. And Drew's parents pulled up to my graduation and I was laying in the pavement because I was so sick. And I ended up walking across the stage. I thought I was going to throw up. Like a hot and humid summer day. You rocked it out. I can rally. If that was me, I would be on the floor in the bathroom. Yeah. You make it look easy. I rally. And I think, too, I'm just so grateful that I have such an amazing team because if I look at if we would have had our first baby two and a half years ago when we were pregnant the first time, I had no team. I had no help. And this time around, I had a whole team just supporting me, encouraging me, giving me time and space. And so we obviously had to change plans when I realized like I cannot function as a human being right now. But now that I am 20 weeks, I am just feeling so much better. I am back at work. I'm recording like this. I'm excited. I feel like the brain fog has lifted. And so I'm so thankful. Life on Larson says, while being an entrepreneur, woman, mama, wife, what does your self-care routine look like? And how do you find the time? You know, it's funny. I feel I was just thinking about it this morning. Like since we moved, I need to create new routines. And I feel like I got into a really good flow at our last house. And we're starting to find our groove again now that I'm a normal human. But lately we've been, we don't wake up with an alarm. We wake up with the sun and we take the dogs on a walk right away in the morning, which has been just really nice for the two of us and eat breakfast together and then kind of get to work. But I think that I could do better at self-care and I love to like get into a good yoga class here in Duluth. I haven't really found a place yet that I want to attend. Honestly, I haven't gotten out of the house a ton. And so I think that there are definite ways to improve it, but really it's just having a clear shutoff time, disconnecting from our phones more, reading in bed together, and just making quality time for the two of us is like my best form of self-care. You've been coming to CrossFit too again, which is yeah. nice. Couple days a week. Yeah, I'm I'm ripping it up like a ball, varying it up a little bit. CrossFit, yoga, walking the dogs, doing it all. I know. You, I just uh, you haven't like lost any skill on the barbell though. I'm pretty impressed. I know. I'm a really good Olympic lifter. Random fact: I'm a good snatcher, power double cleaner, under, and jump roper. Except for now, I feel like I'm going to pee my pants when I do it. But it is funny because I think, too, I was so sick the first, you know, months, whatever. Talked about that a bajillion times. But I was so sick, I couldn't work out. And it was just really hard for me because I am someone that loves to work out. And so all I could do was walk the dogs. So my goal was to walk them for an hour every day. And that was the best I could do. Spoiled little dogs. I know. They were really lucky at that season. I mean, but there were days when we'd go on walks and I thought I was going to puke on the walk. So. That was kind of hard. So then when I finally got back into the gym and I was like, I can still do things. I can still lift weights. It just, it felt so good and empowering. Oh, for sure. Okay. My Caitlin Bristow. Oh, seam- for sure. We love Caitlin. <laughs> my seamless party says, oh, this is good. You're going to love this oh, one. Man. Oh, man. Since you're so creative at decorating, what are your plans and ideas for decorating the baby's room? 
<laughs> it is literally a room of boxes, picture frames, luggage, random Things. stuff that we haven't looked at since we moved in. I'm sorry to admit that, oh. and it hurts my OCD core to say that. That's the one room we haven't touched yet, but we had just mentioned that this weekend we're going to get in there and rock it. And oh, it. I'm yes. scared. We're doing it. I know. So we, our new home is beautiful and we have four bedrooms and we set up the two guest bedrooms right away and we were too afraid to even say the word nursery. So we threw everything extra into that room and we've kind of kept the door shut on it. And now that we're halfway through and all the apps are telling us that we need to be planning the nursery, we're like, Oh, oh yeah, that's right. We got to do this. So we got to go through and get rid of our extra furniture and get rid of boxes and all that. But our plan is to just do something very neutral, very minimal. We don't want to have a bunch of stuff. And we want to just start off with very few things and figure out what the baby likes, what it doesn't like. Changing um, table, crib, and a sweet rocking chair. Yeah, we want a good glider. Are the main things. Yeah. Yep. Just chilling. Rocking, yeah. ottoman. Yeah, and we're really fortunate because our master bedroom is quite large. And so we're probably going to have the baby sleeping in our room for a little while when it's first born. Drew just gave me really big eyes. Like, I didn't know that. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, we'll have Whoa, a conversation we're all later. Stuff here today, huh? Okay. So my seamless party also asked Will you be sharing pictures of this aspect of your life? What types of things will you choose to share? And what will you keep personal? What do you think? We'll be sharing everything probably. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, guys. Like you all have been along for the journey for years and you have been so invested in our story. And there have just been hundreds of thousands of people praying for this baby that isn't even here yet. And I just I love having my feed be my legacy. And how could I leave out the best thing that I've ever done out of my legacy? And so we'll definitely have boundaries about what we're going to share and what we won't. But Gosh, can you imagine keeping the best thing you've ever done a secret from the world? Like, we're really excited. You're going to see all kinds of stuff, day-to-day stuff, night-to-night stuff, middle-of-the-night stuff. Don't worry. You won't won't miss out. Yeah, we're excited. This baby is going to be super spoiled. Heck to the yes. All right. Our last question is Sherry Hunter, and she says this. How can we get Joanna Gaines to come decorate your nursery? That would be so freaking sweet. I think we all need to go take her. Oh, man. Tag her, tag Chip. I know. Wouldn't that be awesome? I would love that. That would be sweet. She does have a line at Home Furniture now, I just saw. Oh, yeah. Drew's studying up on Miss Joanna. Oh, yeah. I like it. it. I got some secrets planned. Okay, so what I'm going to ask you a question. What are you most excited about? Like, with this whole... Yeah, the whole shebang. Just being a dad. Just being able to pass on what I know to another human being and take care of them and love on them and sleep with them i'm just everything i'm so pumped to be a dad i notice you're saying him a lot do you think it's a boy i do i think i really do what i thought you said the other day you thought it was a girl i don't know i'm just i'm <laughs> i'm really really confused <laughs> i originally wanted to say boy because i wanted someone to play sports with I, girls can play sports i'm saying like baseball and football like boy who sports. says girls can't do that they probably could They'd probably be better than who knows, who knows. <laughs> Either way, it's gonna be awesome. I'm I'm freaking pumped. I am like so excited. Have I been saying him a lot more? Yeah, stop. Well, yeah, maybe. I am excited about that moment when I'm in labor and they're like a couple more pushes and you can see what it is and then they yeah. say it's a 
I'm so excited for that moment and just to like, I don't know. I just like have heard that that is like the craziest moment of your life when they like put the baby on your chest time for a nice hour. And it's going to be be crazy. So sweet. I can't wait to see you as a dad. I know. I can't wait to see you as a mama. It's going to be weird. I can't wait. (laughs) We are so excited. What's the second most exciting thing you're looking forward to? Having a maternity leave. Like we've taken a month off and stuff, but we've still been working and I don't know. I just am like so in this headspace where I'm like really excited to rest. Like I think it's the best excuse to rest ever. And so I don't know. I'm just kind of excited for you and I to just be home and like figuring this stuff out together Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like figuring out our new normal. It's going to be so awesome having us both be home, not having one at work Mm -hmm. to do the trade-off thing and we're so lucky and blessed to have the ability to be so flexible. Yeah, and be like an actual team. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty pumped about that. You better too. get that nursery done, huh, babe? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm like already getting hives thinking oh. about it. I just want to say, guys, like, thank you so much for just being invested in our story and in our journey. And if you know anything about us, like, we never want to paint this perfect little picture. It's really been hard and full of a lot of ups and downs, but we are just so excited. We are so thankful. And I just want you to know too, if you're struggling right now, if starting your family is a lot more challenging than you thought, like I want you to know you're not alone and that there are so many people that understand those feelings and that season of life. And I think at the end of the day, our biggest goal is that our child just brings hope into this world and that people can see that there was a plan all along and that we can fully believe that. But for so long, it was just really hard. And so we're thankful to have let you in. We're thankful that you even care to listen to this. If you have more questions for us, like let's get Mr. Kutcher back on here before he becomes a dad we'll so we can I'm learn. pretty busy, you know. Oh, my gosh. We'll see. Oh, my gosh. Any closing remarks, mister? I don't think I have anything. Really? Nothing. Wow. There's our first. Oh, wow. What are you making for dinner tonight? Probably HelloFresh. What do we have? Mm, Sweet potato and black bean tacos. tacos. Corn tacos. Sounds delicious. Let's do it. All right, guys. That's a wrap. I'm trying to think of something to say, but I'm out. I got nothing (laughs) else to say. Over and out. Thank you so much for the love. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.